Okay, so we're talking today about the road to transformation. And in the, in the first uh, part, we talked about the definition and how change is different from transformation, that change is typically a shorter-term response to a new external factor, whereas trans transformation is uh, always going to produce um, a lot more of a permanent type uh response so when when we talk about transformation uh, is almost always large and significant when you, when you make permanent changes that's that's large i mean it can change your daily walk it can change everything transformation is an internal fundamental evolution of your beliefs your 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 beliefs evolve they come they they grow into something uh, larger and deeper than you had 10 years ago, five years ago, whatever. Um, it's, in, it's, it's an evolution of your beliefs of why you perform certain actions. Transformation may not require any external influence to maintain. I thought that was very interesting. Mm-hmm. It's an in, it's an inside job. We say that all the time on this program. God is working an inside job in us. Don't worry about the external because when you're changed internally, it's going to reflect out in the life. That's basically what grace is. Transformation may not require external influences to maintain, but does require foundational shifts from within. So that's what it's all about. The bottom line, change is a response to external influences where modifying day-to-day -day action achieves desired results. means you're doing all the work. Transformation is about modifying core beliefs and long-term behaviors, sometimes in profound ways to achieve the desired results. And a good example, change could be watching a commercial about flossing your teeth and brushing your teeth and whatever, good, good oral hygiene. Um, and you say to yourself while you're watching that commercial, man, I, need, I can't remember last time I flossed. I'm supposed to do that every day, and I'm not. So you begin flossing, but in a period of time, you find yourself getting back in your old ways and you, you sit down one day and you go, when was the last time I flossed? Um, now, when a transformation occurs, a transformation meaning something more permanent, um, you go to the dentist and they say, "Woo, you got some really bad gum disease. And if you don't start flossing and taking care of your teeth, you're going to lose your teeth and your gums are, are going to get diseased. Boo, man, you're deeply moved at that point, And you now are motivated, heavily motivated to floss to avoid serious damage to your gums and teeth. Jim, you had, a, you had like another twist to that when we were talking this morning on the phone. Yeah. You want to share that? Yeah, um, 
Yeah, the preventive maintenance is good. Basically what that means is you're hearing the voice of a professional like a dentist, and he tells you, he instructs you to do these things, and you do. Um, but if you don't, uh, then things start going poorly for you. And unfortunately, when we don't draw near unto the Lord, um, a lot of times things don't go so well for us. And we have a tendency where we want to blame God, but it really isn't the Lord, because we know, according to God's Word, He says, Beloved, above all, I pray that you may prosper and be in health as your soul, as your soul, as your soul prospers. So, unfortunately, a lot of times, uh, including myself, I'm speaking from experience here. I had we to get, always yeah, do. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. I had to get off on the wrong path, and I got to the point where I became desperate, and I just broke down crying. I, I know I needed a miracle, but I didn't know where to get one. And the Lord heard my cries. I was in despair. Now, was that God that did all that to me? No. God gave us a free will. We can make choices. But unfortunately, sometimes those choices will lead us down a path uh, where it, it becomes destructive. And frankly, it becomes destructive to the lives of other people, too. Uh, but when you cry out to God, you know, I think of Jonah. I think Jonah is a classic example of man's will and God's will. You know, God spoke to him, and he said, I want you to go to Nineveh. And he said, I'm not going. <laughs> I'm going to go to Tarsus. And so he did. He ended up in the belly of a whale, frightened out of his gourd, I'm sure. And when he cried out to God, when he took his will and said, Thy will be done, Father, not my will, all of a sudden the fish opened its mouth, and he ended up on dry land. And you know, there's a lot of times we go through trips like that. You know, we put a Jonah circumstance in our life because we know in our hearts what the Lord's saying to us. At least you should. Uh, now, if you've never really uh, trusted Jesus and looked to Jesus to, to be your counselor and your guide, um, then today's a good time to do it because, you know, when the Lord said that uh, he died on the cross for the sins of the world— uh, and, and then he rises again, and he says, all you who are heavy laden, come to me, learn of me. He didn't necessarily say go to church. He said, come to me and learn from me, for my yoke is light and my burden is easy. So that's God. You know, if you ask yourself, well, Lord, what's your will for me? That is God's will. He doesn't want you to be burdened. He doesn't want you to be fearful. And if you are, it's very simple. You simply draw near to the Lord. You find that secret place, which is that spiritual realm where God is calling all of his children up to, especially in this hour, in the condition that this world's in. And when you go up into that secret place, into the Spirit, seeking the face of God, he, you will be able to speak to him face to face, or in other words, your spirit to his spirit, and you will find relief. There is, and there's a poem the Lord gave me, and it said, there is a rest that remains for the people of God and truly, the rest comes from the living Word of God. That's the Word inside of you, the God of the Word, which is alive and well, and He has redeemed you from all the powers of hell. So lift up your head, O ye gates, and allow the King of glory to enter in, and you will find an abundant rest for your weary souls therein. Yeah, that's good. We say this a lot, Jim, but I don't think... 
you know, we ever get tired of it, and that's spending time with the Lord. Oh, absolutely. I, 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 that is crucial and it critical is. It is. to living an abundant life. <laughs> yeah, um, When you spend time with the Lord and meditate on Him, and his word, and I mean meditate, folks. I, I know that uh, that word sometimes in some Christian circles gets poo-pooed because they're thinking of transcendental New meditation and like whatever. Yeah. No, I'm ta- all I'm talking about is this. Focusing on him, on his being, on his full, light. The Bible's full of the word meditate. It's and full that. of yeah. it. Yeah. And, and to meditate on him... And meditate on his word. When you combine those two together, it's powerful, Mm -hmm. folks. I'm telling you. I mean, I'm not saying he's going to come and walk in the room and sit down and have a cup of coffee with you, but he could. He has. (laughs) And all I'm saying is if you block that off, if you put a wall between. Well, that meditation stuff isn't good. It's not of God. It's of the devil. Then you have blocked yourself off Mm -hmm. from a wonderful Mm -hmm. communing with God Mm -hmm. because spirit speaks to spirit. Mm -hmm. And if you're you're operating where your spirit is open – and your focus—it's where your focus is. If your focus is, well, I want to meditate on getting more money. Well, you know that might be a little off. If God tells you to meditate on that, then meditate on it. But He's never told me to meditate on that. He's told me I want to be in a very close relationship with you. And the Bible clearly says, if you draw near to Him, He's going to draw near to you. So who who begins the process? Who starts this thing off? It's you. It's you. And how, what better way to draw close to him than meditating on him and his word? Mm-hmm. And his word's more than just the book. We've all had, I'm sure, if, if you've been walking with the Lord, you've had experiences where God has guided you in a situation, and you heard that small, still voice, and, and, and you did what he told you to do. What happens is you begin to feel something deep inside of you. That transfer, that transformation starts taking place, and your beliefs and core beliefs are adjusted, and you begin to see God in a new light. Amen. He may not be that wrathful, double-minded God that has been written about him in mostly the Old Testament. You may really truly see the love of God and how he operates in humanity. And you sense that love and grace deep down and you know and realize that you're being transformed by the renewing of your being, core being. Things become new and exciting and you can feel the old passing away just like in 2 Corinthians that Jim quoted the old thing that passes away is the ego. <laughs> I heard someone say EGO was an acronym for Earth 
guide only. <laughs> That's good. Uh, isn't yeah. that good? Yeah. If, if you want an earth guide only, listen to your ego because that's what you're going to get. It's going to be me, 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 all about me. Carnal guide. Yeah. True transformation allows you to see the lower earthly realm and allows you to see a better heavenly realm and gives you a desire for more more than what the earthly realm can provide. The earthly realm is temporary. Think about that. We're so worried about this, you know. And I'm not saying you shouldn't wear nice clothes. I'm not saying you shouldn't drive a nice car. I'm not saying any of this. But if our focus is on the earthly realm, it's temporary, folks. But the heavenly realm is forever. It's eternal, don't we want to rise above all the effects of problems, trials, and stress, stresses of the earthly realm? I'm not saying they don't come, regardless of which realm you're operating in. It's just so much better, and the problem seems so much smaller and more manageable when we live in the higher realm where God wants us to live. Very true, Rich. Um, God, I remember when the Lord, um, when I had an engagement with the Lord, actually it was in a hotel room back in 1976. And um, You're not that old. (laughs) 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 Uh, And um, the Lord actually at that time gave me a vision. I don't know where you're at when it comes to visions and dreams from God and so on and so forth. But all I can tell you is my personal experience. Um, this isn't something that's contrived. This isn't something I read in the Bible. Uh, this is something that God blessed me with, and he desires to bless you with the same blessings. And the Lord showed me that in the midst of all the problems that I had at that time, uh, when he woke me up to the realization that I was a new creation in Christ, he showed me a vision, and in the vision— he showed me this big hawk of a man, father figure, with this little boy, must have been about six or seven years old. And they were walking over a ditch, and in this ditch was all kind of problems, and the problems that were in the ditch were my problems. Hmm. They weren't the father's problems, they were my problems that I had created. And the Lord showed me that this little boy had the hand of his father. He was grasping tightly onto the hand of his father. And they were walking above this ditch where all these problems, and these problems were under this little boy's feet now. And the Lord spoke to me very clearly, and he says, you've created a massive amount of problems in your 33 years in the earth, son. And he said, I want you to understand, I'm not going to miraculously deliver you from every one of them, but if you will hold my hand, you will walk above them, and eventually, one by one, they will all disappear. Mm. And if you're listening within the sound of our voice right now, and if you're saying, well, I'm just too far, I mean, I've even maybe thought about taking my life, you know, that, you might feel that's the only answer for you. The Lord is saying, no, that's not an answer. The answer is Jesus. Jesus said, if you will reach up and grab hold of my hand right now and keep a tight grasp on it, I will deliver you out of all your problems. I can even restore relationships between husbands and wives, between sons and daughters and parents, 
God is able to do all that because God is only in one business, and that is restoration, reconciliation, redemption. That's all Jesus is about. So call on his name in regards to where you're at. Hold on to his hand, and miraculously, those problems will disappear one by one. But I guarantee you, they will all disappear. And why? Why would God do something like that? Is because he's always out to demonstrate the great love that he has for his creation. Bless his holy name. Yes, yes, yes. You know, in Colossians 3, 2, Jim, it says, set your mind on things above. That's what we've been saying this whole time. Yes, yes. Why set your mind on things above and not on things on the earth? Just what we've been talking about. Just like what Jim's story, that vision that he had, all these pro- if you keep your eyes on your problems and you keep your eyes on a lower earthly realm, then guess earthbound. what? You're going to be earthbound. So many why do you think the suicide rate so high? Why do you yeah. think the I mean there's just so many ills come from an earthly perspective. God's given us a heavenly perspective. He he even said, "Come up here and sit on my throne." <laughs> I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. So we need to set our minds on things above, because the higher you get, and I'm not talking about an actual height, you know, six foot, seven foot, ten foot. I'm talking about your consciousness. The higher you get, and you look down on those problems, man, they get small. Yeah, there's there's still things you have to go through, and and we're all going to go through some things. But when you have the heavenly perspective, um, things will you'll get through things much much better than if you have the earthly perspective. Let me let me give you there's many, but I'm going to give you just a couple uh, of things that I feel that a renewed mind or a transformed mind allows you gives you number one it allows us to truly believe in the miraculous people say oh i believe in miracles and that's good that's good but then jesus said my will be done on earth as it is in heaven do you believe in the miracle worker Right. We believe in miracles, but do we believe into the miracle worker? Exactly. Do you have a relationship? Now, God can do miracles to an unbeliever. He, he can do give miracles he, to anybody. But does, yeah. and, and miracles, I'm not necessarily, yes, it does include this, but I'm not necessarily saying raise the dead. I'm talking about just these, it's miraculous for you to sit down in a quiet place and have a conversation with God Almighty. That's a miracle. And, but what this does is the impossible becomes possible. If you're facing something today that seems impossible, let me tell you, your perspective will change, and the impossible just might become possible. Number two, the renewed or transformed mind makes us free from anxiety, worry, and fear. The Bible says perfect love casts out all fear. Guess what? If you if you are 
if you have the mind of Christ, which you do, it's already been said that you have it, you can operate in that realm of no anxiety or, or the anxiety would be a lot less, less worry and less fear. How many people live their day-to-day life in anxiety, worry, and fear? It might be something you really struggle with. There's all kinds of medications out there, and thank God for the medications because it, they do help. But he can free us from anything that, that holds us down. Number three is gives a the set your mind or I'm sorry renewed and transformed mind gives us a clear knowledge of who he is and who we are. It helps us release our mistaken identity so that we can embrace our original or our true identity. I I, I like the word original. Mm-hmm. I like that word because mm-hmm. that's the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When we wake up and have that awakening to our tr- true identity, that's our original mm-hmm. identity. Yes. We talked about how, you know, the Lord told Jeremiah, I knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. You existed before your mom and dad were even born. Yeah, there was no time or space then. It no. was all spirit realm. And then God created the time and the space and uh, created us in our mother's womb. That's right. And we went to earth school. That's right. We're in <laughs> earth school. Oh, man, sometimes I feel like I have to repeat a, <laughs> a grade level. <laughs> you do. <laughs> but um, anyway, well, Jim, do you have any poems that you set aside for maybe uh, something that the spirit lays on your heart? I do have one. Oh, good. Um, I also have a verse here that I, I just glanced down and saw that I wrote down on a piece of paper. And, and basically, I think this summarizes everything that we've been saying, Rich, is Proverbs fifteen twenty four says, the way of life is above. Mm-hmm. In other words, yep. the way of life is above to the wise that they may depart from the hell below. And there's a lot of people on this planet Earth right now that's going through a lot of hell, folks. As a matter of fact, none of us really escape all the hell fires that go on down here. You know, if it isn't sickness and disease, uh, you know, it's marital difficulties, financial. Those are all hellish things. And and Proverbs 15, 24 says, The way of life is above to the wise. In other words, come up here, seek my face so you can take on, so you can activate that mind, that renewed mind of Christ that I've already given you. This isn't something you have to beg for. See, the life of Jesus is not something to be achieved, but it's something to be received. Jesus already achieved all this for us on the cross. Please remember that. You're coming from a place of victory. You're not trying to obtain a victory. You are coming from a place of victory, okay? And the Lord gave me a poem, which I think is appropriate and goes along well with what we've been discussing here for the last hour. And it goes like this. All the more my truth you seek, the greater rest you'll find. For my truth will root out all those things that captivate your mind. And as you free your mind to see the wonder of my ways, you will walk out into my light and you will have a brighter day. For you see, it's not my will for you to walk in the days gone by. For I am calling you into a new day that shines as the noonday sky. So look up, my friend, my children, and seek my face 
so you can rest in this greater place. It is a place of peace, a place of joy, a place of love forevermore, where you are seated at my side and a place forever to abide.